Let's just spoil it a bit. I'm just, just going to YouTube Star Wars once I could find some sort of rave version then I might try and do that. <laughs> Let's oh, get the Imperial March. Oh, yeah. Return to wait, Return to the Jedi? No. Return of the Jedi. Uh. This is this part of Let's see if this is. This is a wee cross brand. It says Vader slash Tron. I'm waiting for the. Ah, oh, no, it's a slow build. Oh, yeah, wait. Here it is. This is gonna be a wicked move. Come on, let me feel the force. Oh, we're being turned to the dark side. Here we go. There it is. Climax. I was waiting for the base. I was still waiting for it. Have you now? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this? I'm waiting for it to actually waiting for it to actually sound like a Star Wars. Aye. Hello and welcome to Films and Swearing. That may as well be our introduction, since we've just been listening to some of the most experimental fucking sci-fi and bass music. That YouTube's finest. Still Emperor Palpatine, he's lying there with a fucking set of decks. Ah, he's he's snapped a couple of glow sticks and he's measuring out the fish for his cardboard box. That's as, as, as fucking deep as I get with these cuts. Uh, uh, this cool. is the Foul Mouth Movie Podcast recorded straight out of Five Scotland. I'm your host, Shirts Allen, and joining me as always, Magic Mike Christie. Mm-hmm. And you folks are listening to episode 140, Star Wars, episode 6, Return of the Jedi. I wonder when George Lucas decided that it was a cash cow and then put episodes on the titles. I always thought that was a thing that started from the very, very, very beginning. Like, when they cried uh, uh, episode 4, A New Hope. I mean, obviously we weren't around in the 70s to find uh, out. I don't know. But. Because I thought maybe it would have been like, oh, so it was before the decision to make the prequels. Hmm. I never really found out for myself. Ah. Well, surely people back in the 70s and the 80s when they watched the original trilogy of that, mm-hmm. when they seen episode 4, 5, and 6, they thought, oh, when are we finally going to get the first three? Aye. Well, um, that's it. I think it obviously. I'm easily confused, but I would have fucking like just twisted my melon back and did episode four. <laughs> I would have went back into your seventies equivalent of blockbusters. That, right, I want to rent the first three. Uh, like, they didn't exist. You're fucking lying. The fourth <laughs> one's coming out of the picture next week. Don't you be fucking holding out on me. Aye. <laughs> so. And I wonder how many people are thankful for episodes one to three. They've changed their minds. Hmm. Be fair, I liked episode three. I thought Re- I thought Revenge of the Sith was a better one out of the prequels. Mm, I've never properly watched them. I would avoid Attack of the Clones. Because that's it. The most I know about Phantom Menace came from when I collected the sticker book back, and maybe it was like my first, second year of high school, and it just came out and it's like, oh, this is the fucking ticket. Now just fucking trading all my doublers and. <laughs> And I wonder how many doubles you got to Jar Jar Banks. Oh, just, just fucking gain them away. <laughs> but. 
a fucking key and 20 jar jars for a packet of frosties. <laughs> so, before we get all Star Wars out or not, uh, we're going to let people know at home that we've got a competition on our website this week. Uh, this is our Aftermath Blu-ray competition. Aftermath is the new Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Is this like Sully on steroids? Oh, it is. Yes. <laughs> Which is the worst fucking description I can imagine for this film. I've seen the trailer for it. It looks uh, no too bad. Aye. Aye. Signature Entertainment have provided us with two copies on Blu-ray to give away to two lucky listeners. So, this is the fucking part of the cell. They need to listen to the fucking podcast to find out how to enter. This is not one of these retweet and like to be entered, you <sighs> lazy cunts. No. Effort is required in this instance. Buy a patron. Aye. Give us a quid and we'll give you a DVD. <laughs> I mean a Blu-ray, sorry. You can fucking trade that to CS if you want. Exactly. Uh, what was the last fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger film you've seen? Probably Predator. I watched that a few months ago on telly. Alright. Just like film four or something? Ah, it was on film four. I think it was before I went on holiday. Mm-hmm. It was on. Oh, well. Uh, Aftermath. They sent us a fast sell. I got as usual when you like get all these review stuff. You get like a pack telling you how to sell the movie essentially, and they've told me the fast sell is Schwarzenegger is back in Aftermath, based on a shocking real life story of a man seeking vengeance on the person responsible for an air crash that killed his family. This is Sully on steroids, an Arnie thriller packed with twists and turns that grips you from start to finish. From producer Darren Aronofsky. Ah, it's a cunt for the wrestler, eh? Aye. Aye. Wrestler. Black Swan. Mm. I don't remember the wrestler. Aye. Other things. I can only remember parts of Black Swan. Never seen it. Just all that dancing, eh? (laughs) (laughs) Dancing. Dancing. Aye. Aftermath stars, obviously, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Maggie Grace... Liam Neeson's daughter for the Taken movies. Oh, aye. And one other cast member of Aftermath is Scoot McNerney. He is, I'm pretty sure he's a Scottish actor. Uh, he's been in Argo, 12 Years a Slave, non-stop, killing him softly. But I remember him from Batman vs Superman as the boy with no legs. I've still not seen there's a, There's this boy that's Lost his legs, I think, in like the Man of Steel aftermath that goes on where they're destroying buildings, fighting in maybe Metropolis. Uh. He's some kind that lost his legs and that, all that commotion. And there's a point where there are people praising this giant bronze statue of Superman and he climbs up it and defaces it, spray painting false god across it. That's Scoot. So Scoot is your air traffic controller that was too busy playing Candy Crush on his phone. Which caused all those airplanes to collide, killing Schwarzenegger's family. Basically. Ah. Uh, it's just a straight to DVD one, this one, eh? Ah, it might, it might have been shown on screen somewhere. I think it might have been out in April, but like in one week out the next. Mm. I don't think any money got put behind it in marketing. Yeah. So. To be in with a chance of winning a copy of Aftermath on Blu-ray, you need to send us a tweet or a private Facebook message telling us what was the last Arnie movie that Mike has seen. Winners will be announced on Monday the 16th of June. Aye. That's actually a really clever idea. Exactly. I thought about that. There's me thinking, hmm, how can I enter this? <laughs> uh, I was just I was like, wait, you reverse the first letters of your name and enter. So I was like, Psych Misty. <laughs> <laughs> that is fucking horrible. So yes, that is our, our little competition for this episode. And that's it. To be honest, if you've listened to this and hear us talk about this now, just send us that tweet because you've probably got a good chance to win it. And who doesn't he like free stuff? Ali. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's time for our spoiler warning. Let's get our, our funky tunes back. 
Probably going with that one, are we? Oh, aye. I'm, I'm saving this to my phone. This is like my ringtone now. <laughs> oh, I could feel it. Still sounds fuck all like Star Wars. I know, I'm just waiting for fucking John Williams to like kick in there. Ah, exactly. Instead of the, the wee stick that he conducts with, it is just glow sticks. <sighs> uh, Alright folks, it is that time for you to hold your horses. Films and Swearing is about to... Wait. Films and Swearing is a podcast that likes to spoil their films. If you've not seen Return of the Jedi... I mean... I can't even have on it. Like, if you're listening to a movie podcast and you haven't seen Return of the Jedi... I know. That's weird. Anyway, you're not weird. It's just that coincidence is weird. It's on Sky the New. Go have a look. Uh, this music... This music... That sounds fuck all like Star Wars, but it's... Let me give you the Ekkies and get to fucking... Aye, I've the already turned my Ekkies, what's a day new? Well, you watch Return of the Jedi. So, uh, yes, that was our spoiler warning for this episode. It's from this point, you have to remember, a podcast strength flows from its spoilers. That was a, a Yoda quote, I think. Who knows? Mm. Anyway... Star Wars Episode 6, Return of the Jedi, is from director Richard Marquand. He's a Welsh boy. So, I think this is... Maybe... Did George... George Lucas direct the first two? No. Um, yeah. I think he directed the f- first one. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, I saw... I can't remember the guy's name it does the second one, but I always remember him bringing up like terrible actors that make good films. Right. And he was in one of the lists. Oh, right. I can't remember his name. Nah, that's fine. Uh, so I, Richard had done a handful of TV series before he got the job of Return of the Jedi, and he did do three films prior. He did The Legacy from 1978 a British American horror film with Catherine Ross and Sam Elliott Uh, then he did Birth of the Beatles in 1979 a biopic about the Beatles during their Hamburg years alright and then he did Eye of the Needle from 1981 an American spy film with Donald Sutherland the cast We've got Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker, Harrison Ford as Han Solo, Carrie Fisher as Princess Leia. Leia. I think I went off Futurama for a second. Uh, Billy D. Williams, Big Billy D, as Lando Calrissian, Anthony Daniels as C-3PO, Peter Mayhew as Big Chewie, Sebastian Shaw as Anakin Skywalker, Conehead at the end. Anakin Skywalker. Aye. <laughs> Uh, Ian McDermott as Emperor Palpatine. Palpatine. Frank Oz as the voice of Yoda. James Earl Jones as the voice of Ar- Varf. Barf. <laughs> I've, I've gone space balls now. James Earl Jones as Darth Vader. David Prowse as, well, the body of Darth Aye. Vader. And Alec McGuinness shows up as old Obi Wan. And, of course, the crammed Kenny Baker back into the wee trash can as R2-D2. Uh, was Warwick Davis not one of the... He was, like, ones? one of the baby uh, nightmare teddy bears. Oh, was that? Right? The woods. Uh, he was one of the... Ewoks. Yes. All right. Now, folk that have ventured on with the podcast with not seeing the film and thinking, what the fuck we're on about, Mike? What is the plot behind Star Wars? Return of the Jedi. Kind of got like two interchanging stories, is it not? Because you've got Skywalker's obviously found out that, spoiler alert, that uh, Darth Vader's his dad. Yep. And well, he, can you believe it? He kind of goes into like a retreat. No, he didn't. I, I, he goes into a retreat, he goes back to see Yoda. Um, mm. And the rest of the 
the Rebels um, go to take out the last remaining bit of the Death Star. Aye, because that seems like they've, they've decided to construct a, a second Death Star. Aye. And aye, that's it. I was going to say, it's a lot like the first one, but kind of in the sense that there's a Death Star, let's go destroy it, and let's help Luke Skywalker fund out the rest of his family tree. Mm. Mike, obviously, this isn't your first time watching Return of the Jedi. Nah, it's not. When was your first... Oh, I guess, I was going to say, your first introduction would probably be to the complete trilogy. Aye, I remember when they re-released it in 1997 it coincided with the 20th anniversary the golden VHS box set right yes that was a Christmas present for my mum and dad badass box set that was it was definitely that that too is my introduction to it I remember I think something came I was off school ill and my mum must have been visiting your mum and I was like oh go and see if I could get a letter of that Star Wars box set after Michael I just remember spending the day sitting watching Star Wars movies, probably pretending to be sick. Actually, I've got a second memory to this. I did see it back when it came out in 1997, after uh, George had fiddled with it once already. Aye, fiddled like, with it once. Aye. He had added all the... Well, this is when he first got a hold of CG aye. and added extra shit in the background extra tentacles in the Sarlacc ah. pet, like all the unnecessary filler to scenes. Yeah. So, ah, that's when it kind of recaptured folks' imagination again, back in 97. But it wasn't until 2011 was when I properly watched it again. And that was one of those... I was working at the cinema at that point, and if you bought the projectionist a uh, spicy minced cheese pizza, you would put on any film you want. And I remember our pal Keith had bought the... I think it was the Blu-rays in 2011. Ah, it would have been. Aye. He brought those in with him. And it was over the course of a week. They went through all of the Star Wars movies in the cinema with their digital projector. So I remember going to see A New Hope and Return of the Jedi. I think one was like a Friday, another one was mm. like a Sunday. And we went to see that. He got the, as, as it was a common occurrence for him, he got things fucking wrong. Like when he was projecting it, he did having the wrong aspect ratio or the bass up too loud. So when fucking John Williams kicks in, your eardrums blow up. <laughs> but there was, when it started and you get your opening scroll, no, the opening crawl, the, uh. the text going across the universe, he had it, the fucking aspect ratio wrong, all wrong. So the, the, the fucking text was scrolling across the carpet of the hall, then up the wall, then onto oh, the screen. No. <laughs> it was like, what the it's fuck? almost like IMAX. Ah, it was weird. Like, this is actually kind of funny, watching the text go along the the walls of the building. But <sighs> then when it all fucking started, like, go and fix the fucking picture, eh? <laughs> uh, so, aye, that's... When we got episode seven, that's when I kind of got into the habit of rewatching them, just to kind of refresh my aye. memory. For um, the next step. I know I've been meaning to pick up the remastered box set of the first six. But I've just no really like, got around to doing it yet. So I'm no, no, I've not seen all the new bits and bobs. I've heard people's opinions about saying some bits are really, really unnecessary. The Ewoks blink now. <laughs> I did notice that. Uh, if they were scary enough already, now they blink. <laughs> right I was going to say do, do we want to talk about the cast members first or will we just go through the story so. okay let's talk about Jabba's Palace ah that fucking that was like the first act of the film it was like fucking nearly an hour long almost. I felt I think by the time you have like Luke going to find Yoda it had been about 35-40 minutes and uh, yes, it's a strong opening because I remember a lot of people were saying Empire Strikes Back was finished on a down note. Sort of like you had the whole reveal that Darth 
his father Luke. Yeah. Luke's had his hand chopped off, and I wonder how fucking. I wonder how that blew people's minds back in the day at the cinema. Like, yeah. ah, like to think about like back in the time, it's probably the best time to go to the cinema because mm-hmm. there was spoilers. No, there was there's no spoilers unless some somebody was big a big enough dick to print in a newspaper and you read uh, it. But that was always that joke that was summed up perfectly in the fucking Star uh, Simpsons and there's like Homer Simpsons coming at the pictures it's like Darth Vader is the father of Luke Skywalker I did not see that coming and he's walking past the queue the next one going in and I was like oh screw you buddy ah wow it's like oh uh, <laughs> uh, so in Jabba's palace you have Princess Leia rescuing Han Solo uh, she brings in Chewbacca I. And it was like, there was like some sort of weird music. No, I was going to say uh, music. It's, it's, like a, it's, it's almost like a nightclub sort of It does, aye. Jawa's Palace. Got all the wee weird aliens aye, then singing. It cuts to that weird music sequence of CG. And like that must It's like not... animatronics as well. Aye, there was a lot of like that big blue elephant creature with a floppy nose. Aye. Playing keyboards and I don't want to get like a bit of a cantina feel to it. Uh, but just as Jabba's sleazy palace. Mm-hmm. I have to admit, I always like Jabba the Hutt as a character. It's just, he's so fucking different to everything else in Star Wars. Like, and, uh, and a big gelatinous slug. Because like, you only really got a couple minutes glimpse of him in the first thing when mm-hmm. he shows up. Aye. Solo, man. And that's it. And he comes across, he is, is maybe not a crime lord. There's maybe a better term for it. But he is sort of like this. A space version of like a mafia boss mm-hmm. who's just saying he's got he's enslaved women and all these people are scared of him. He's got that wee salacious crumb. Like <laughs> ah, I fucking love that. Honestly, man, I, I totally forgot all about him, and I find him really funny. He seemed to be a full stop to his sentences. Like <laughs> yeah, da 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 da. Luke Skywalker shows up. Tries to do the Jedi mind trick. Ah, he fucking convinces that weird boy with a big ah, fleshy that, scarf around his neck. Giant dick. Ah, he did look like this this weird flesh coloured creature with red eyes and yeah, I never that did freaks me out. <laughs> uh, but I, I never, I completely forgot that like Luke Skywalker had to fight. Was like a the Rancor where he got dropped ah, into dropped the, pit, into the pit, and ah. it's like this big fucking creature like I imagine it's either a puppet because it looks like Jim Henson had a lot of work in his films as well aye so when he's sitting fighting that creature he manages to outsmart and get crushed in the the door aye like the little touch that I fucking love to that scene is like there's the fat the like just it's always weird when you see just a human in like the Star Wars aye and it's just a guy just in jeans and wearing like a a warlord helmet or something Just go, <laughs> like, I was trying to figure out, is, are they friends, are they partners? It was, it was, it was it his pet dog, like, <laughs> I was really waiting for him to say, he's like, he was going to retire in two days, <laughs> oh, I'm going to tell his wife, <laughs> I think it just, I was like, oh, I get his story, <laughs> and then, one of the biggest staple in pop cultures is getting to see Slave Leia. Aye. So, that, even though it's it's such a short... It's, I think maybe she's dressed up in that. I wasn't going to lower the tone to say that. That gave me three thumbs up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we all know it's just two and a half. It's half eight in the morning. Oh, oh. I was ready to chip marble. <laughs> But aye, it is like she left a lasting impression on on boys back in the day. I imagine there was a spike of carpal tunnel back in the eighties. <laughs> See, I was reading some of the notes regarding the film, and it was her idea. Mm-hmm. Came up with the like the slave outfit because she felt that even though she's a princess, she's aye, never really aye. She didn't come across as like an actual woman because she has like the she's always. In gear, like the clothes, the same and when she, I suppose when she's in the, ah, she's got the when she's trying to, and then when she's actually, is it when they're in Endor? Mm-hmm. Kind of, and she's in like the woodland gear, ah. or like when she's sort of like the fucking forest princess look, ah. 
With the long hippie hair. Aye. Mm-hmm. Aye. Just take this quick this this moment just to quietly appreciate Carrie Fisher from the eighties. <laughs> I know. Ah, she was a fucking bomb in the burbs, like. Aye, it was weird because that's eighty nine. Aye. Mm-hmm. It was weird going back to this after say, especially with us last week watching Blade Runner, seeing Harrison Ford in eighty two, and then seeing him in this in eighty three. He still looks so a whole fucking lot younger in Return of the Jedi than he does in Blade Runner. Uh, it was weird because he looked. I don't know why. Maybe it's just because he's got like a shortcut, like shorter hair. Mm. But he still just looks fucking rakes younger in Star Wars than he does in Blade Runner. Ah, uh, because even when he was in Indiana Jones, he kind of had that kind of rugged veteran, like not work. veteran, but ah, uh, he had an age to him. Like I think it's just because. You got like a young, floppy head of hair for Han Solo. Yeah. Like that kind of just makes him look a lot younger. But see, like, the only one issue that I had a problem with with the whole Java bit is when, when he's also made to walk the plant, as I say. Oh, when he gets into the Sarlacc pit? Aye. Mm. And obviously, he looks up at R2-D2 and you can the traps, obviously. Mm-hmm. Come on, but... Did they have to get rid of fucking Boba Fett in such a shitty way? That that was, like, he was one a thing of fucking I've, best character in the fucking film, man. See that that's one thing I've never really understood is like that I was gonna say the internet's fascination with Boba Fett because for what we see here, right enough he, he's a guy he's a bounty hunter in the costume, and then like he's mo- almost killed by accident, like somebody I, hits his jetpack. Um, he fucking pangs off the wall and rolls into the Sarlacc pit. Hand's still kind of blinded, and he's trying to put the thing down to Calrissian, and Aye. he ends up hitting his fucking jetpack, and he just exactly like, he's killed in such. You've said it. He's killed in such a shitty way. He's like, wait a second. He's supposed to be a, a great bounty hunter of sorts. Because he kind of is he in? I can not remember if he's in he's the other in, ones. He's an he's an empire, right? It's a bit an empire where I think um, I've not seen Empire in fucking years, but I still remember it. It's a bit where he goes, I think, like Calrissian goes to shoot Vader, right, and Boba Fett shows up to like pretty much like deflect the bullets or something or deflect uh-huh. the lasers or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, but is there? I can't remember if he's in the first one or not, but I definitely remember him being in. Empire. Mm-hmm. Well, that's I could never remember why he's had such a big impact, and I know they've fleshed him out in like the animated series they do, and uh, like and all those side avenues. That that's always the easiest way I've to no, kind of. I've not seen Rogue One yet. Oh, I could tell. I could see it right here with the plastic it's film on it. I've got the plastic like, film on it. Two months later. If anything, after watching this, they should hopefully get you in the mood if I can watch that. I know um, because after watching. Return of the Jedi. I think I've watched it twice now in like the last day, but I just watched it again before coming out. Like, I, I gave my my bed an iPad with Poco Yo on it, and I could have put the fucking most violent film on telly when he noticed. <laughs> so I just fucking put Return of the Jedi on and put the volume up to foo, which was fine. And then John Williams' score came in, and my fucking house bit fucking fell down. <laughs> Melted. But in amongst like when. Skywalker, like when the trap goes off, like, and they're all fighting him back against Jabba and his bad guys. And then, what I'd imagine Jabba the Hutt would want to go out in sort of a sleazy way, being choked out by a fucking princess in a gold bikini. Uh, He'd probably think, ah, oh, there's worse ways to go. Mm-hmm. Going out fucking Carradine style. And <laughs> 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 I'm being choked out, I might just try and scratch my genitals as this is happening. Ah, oh, bliss. I was reading that interesting fact on the film as well and it was it took six guys to control and and the bit where she stands up to then go and go behind Jabba wrap the chain and she's got mm. the high heels on Aye. she like accidentally like stood on the actual like, animatronic and it like pierced like, one of the guys that was like in the suit <laughs> <laughs> oh Right enough, the the scale of Jabba the Hutt is you like I'm not surprised that it's probably ten six folk, and what they do with like all animation or like puppeteers, there's probably folk built into the fucking floor underneath, mm. like controlling parts. But 
I would have been nice getting stood on with high heels unless that's your fucking thing. But uh, I think it was a, I think it said that she pierced the guy that was controlling the fucking his tail when it starts going a bit erratic when he's getting choked. Out. Aye, there was the moment where you just hear like a wee slashes come going. <laughs> <laughs> like, Shh. Fucking love that wee guy. When you see him poking the eye out, you see three people. <laughs> As has been a well, little dick. That was an interesting note I read as well about uh, Anthony Daniels. Mm. Was that see the bit where he was kind of talking and then he shouted, "Get me up!" The bit where he was talking that was added into the film after they made the scene, and it was right. uh, I think Anthony Daniels had like a bit of a fucking like panic attack. All right. And, uh, and like kind of like freaked out and the whole thing he could say was like get out like get up aye I was weird like some directors kind of like that like when something organic happens they thought aye let's just keep that like I was having a fucking panic attack as I can but it looks good on camera and the one thing and the one that always reminds me is the what we're always saying about the chestbuster scene for, for sailing aye nobody knew anything about that that woman's scream, I could always hear some women just like going, oh God, no. And like, it is, it hangs like that, just kind of burn it into your head. Aye. Uh, imagine the fucking fuck on, on set going, what the fuck did he eat? <laughs> uh, reminds me of fucking space balls. Oh shit. Um, aye. After all that, this is when you get your uh, it's not Endor, it's He goes to see goes sees Yoda, Yoda. Just to get some confirmation about Big Yoda Darth being dad, his dad. And then Yoda's pretty much just I'm tired. Dying. I'm just going to tuck me in and I'll just have the eternal sleep. I'm about a million years old. And you'll find me in Soul Calibur 4 in 20 years' time. <laughs> and yes, he's properly fucking out it. Like his eyes are going different directions. It's as if he's properly baked. Like Yoda's just fucking stoned off his tits and he's like, I need to go lie down for like and then eternity. He just fucking disappears. Mm-hmm. He's like lying like on the bed, got like the cover over him, and then he just completely fucking disappears. Aye. Luckily enough, fucking Obi Wan shows up outside to tell the rest of the story for him. Aye. He's like, right, okay, you can't have you mention the sister. Well, it's Leia. He's like, every time I see. Luke Skywalker talking to Obi-Wan, like how he's kind of talking to a ghost. I know it. it they're talking to each other basically by the Force and this Aye. Jedi FaceTime sort of thing, but Aye. I keep thinking of uh, Ratatouille where Remy the Rat's talking to the chef. It's like, he's your son? He's like, he's my son. How did you not know? He's like, I'm a figment of your imagination. <laughs> like, how am I supposed to know? So just when Obi-Wan says, like, yes, Leia's your sister, he's like, how the fuck do they kill that? But it's the force, of course. It might be gone, but it could still show up to deliver important information. I wonder if Luke was really devastated when he found that Leia was his sister. Well, that's I mean, would have been close and nut and I like. Oh, well, that's it. He's probably happy that he didn't actually get a chance to nut her. <laughs> like that could have been very awkward. I don't know. But and that is that's it. That's like one of the wee underlying themes of it of the. Like, even though we've got. Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia as these three key symbols. But it always has been a bit of a love triangle as well. Where, like, uh, Han Solo always playing it too cool, not showing his emotions. Like, that in The Empire Strikes Back where he's about to get frozen in carbonite uh, and she's like, I love you. And he's like, I know. And I'll just as cool as you fucking like it. Uh, so I'll just brush myself off and just dip myself in this freezer. Whereas with me, she'd be like... I love you. He's like, well, fucking help me! <laughs> 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 fucking day something. And we get, like, sort of the return of it here. Like, they bring that line back towards the end when they're trying to storm that base and, like, destroy the shields and that. And they get approached because, what's going on? Uh, Han Solo's trying to hotwire the doors to get them Aye. open. And guards show up. And she takes one in there, man. She's got, aye, she's holding a pistol. And he looks at her and he's like, I love you. And he's like, I know. And he's like, oh, continuity. <laughs> aye, so after all the Obi-Wan stuff, they, they're sort of like, this is when the rebels learn that they've got the Death Star. Aye, but they, they didn't kind of still 
like operation. Ah, it, it looks like it's half built. And I, uh, I do love how they have switched up. It kind of gives each movie like a distinct feeling. This is the one with all the green, like the greenery, all this uh, beautiful forest setting. It kind of breaks it up for looking like space all the time. Because hmm. that's it. I think my earliest memories of ever seeing Return of the Jedi, I'm positive. Like when our gran used to say in that upper flat, I, I mind it being something like a Sunday afternoon and just seeing like those land speeder sequences. Oh, with the space bikes. Ah, the space bikes and our uncle Rab just really fucking enjoying himself watching this movie. <sighs> like that's my earliest, like just like Star Wars. Because I think he was like quizzing me on it. Cause I've never fucking seen this before. But just seeing that little fucking Ewok neck the space bike and fuck off <laughs> was always really entertaining to me. Alright, let's talk about that. The Ewoks. The fucking, the nightmare bears. <laughs> nah, I like to call it, cry them. Because they're not pretty furry little things. Uh, Each one has a horribly little fucking sinister face on it. They're fucking vicious, like that turning on the stormtroopers. Aye, like when they'll hide in the woods and just fucking jump out. I'm surprised there was a one going about with like a necklace of ears. Mm. Like straight out of like a universal soldier. Just walking about with its stick and just all these fucking ears to half dead stormtroopers. Uh, Actually, I was expecting more from them. I, I didn't know why, but I just imagined one walking about wearing a stormtrooper helmet. Just for like uh, shits and gigs. Just imagine them being a bunch of little dicks. Killing people and stealing their gear. Aye, uh, fucking Chewbacca was quite fond of them, eh? Aye, I... I think that was supposed to be, like, one of the, the trivia notes when they were saying that. They kind of wanted it to be Wookiees in the forest. Uh, but then they realised, I reckon, that's a lot of fur to buy, basically. Let's just half the budget, essentially. Uh, and just get, like, a bunch of midgets and dress them up in bear suits. And let that be our, our fucking... Uh, I like the... Um... It's not the AT-ATs, these are really big ones, it's the small one, the AT-STs. The two-legged ones? Aye. Aye. They Aye. always fucking reminded me uh, the the fucking prototype for Robocop. Uh, 209. Aye. <laughs> Every time I see that, maybe just because it, it's, is it stop motion animated? When they're walk like, it kind of looks like well, the same sort of filming style. Like, it reminds me of that fucking character for Robocop. Aye. <sighs> Did they give him a fucking flight of stairs to walk then? Oh, imagine that. Like, if George Lucas saw fucking Robocop after doing Star Wars and went back, and it's just those, <laughs> is it ATSTs? Uh, you said them, but it's just got the fucking dialogue of that fucking robot for Robocop. <laughs> they just start fucking mouthing off it, Han and Leia. It's like, I, I think in a film we should really go against this thing. It like, seems really fucking angry. Uh, it's like, comply? Exactly. And then fucking Big Chewie jumps in and starts battering fuck it. Mm. I like how they, as well as the Ewoks, kind of clued in with their whole traps and their setup and all that. And it's, Aye. it's when they take out the one with the two fucking logs with a bit of rope. Aye. It's, it's some fucking Rambo shit going on. Because <sighs> that's it. At first, especially like when Han and the gang all go across as like the strike team. And they will get captured by the Ewoks, and they're sitting talking about it. it's like Han Solo's gonna be the main dish. C three PO is like the golden god to them. Aye, because um, Chewie sees the fucking like, like the dead animal, and it's like a trap. Aye, the big dumb bastard goes over, going, "Oh, <laughs> flesh on a stick!" <laughs> it's like, "Why is a flesh on a stick?" Oh, Chewie, no! And they're on the fucking net. Aye, but it's not until fucking Luke uses the Force to to levitate C-3PO and they kind of go, oh no, Golden Robot's got that magic. Aye. But Princess Leia's all, like, already been accepted because she's like fucking Snow White to them. Aye. Snow White and the seven furry dwarfs. Mm, murder bears. Yep. They, they are. They're total fucking nightmare bears. Like, I reckon why that never freaked me out as a child, but it's freaking me out now. Nah, that would have done nothing for me, like. <laughs> Whilst all this is going on, you've got your siege on the base. They're trying to get in, destroy the shield generator. Aye, Lando's got... Lando's got the fucking Falcon Aye. going about the rebels in space. Him like, and they always the weird fucking 
Oh, I, I think in but it's got like big lips. He does. And then you've got the fucking like the lobster looking thing. Oh, I, the, the 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 it's a trap. Like I always remembered him more as a fucking meme on the internet than anything else. But it's like, it's like a big fucking cod dude. Like if Rogue One, they're all in that film. Oh, are they? Aye, because that that's all set prior to A New Hope. So you do get to see. I can't even remember his name. But, like, the, it's a trap, dude. But he's in it. Uh, I'm pretty sure that dude that pilots with uh, Lando's in there as well. Because, well, that's it. They're masks. They're easy to bring back. Uh. Or easy to recreate. When they go in and get fucking... Try to think how they get into the strike... The, into the, the base that has the shield. They're just fucking stormtroopers just hidden, like, I guess, <sighs> underground, waiting for them to fucking go into that base. And then... They all get pushed out. They're all fucked. And then Chewie shows up in the the ATST. Aye. Because he fucking somehow just... Oh, wait. No, no. It's the other way. But they all get led out. And they're prisoners. But C-3PO and R2-D2 are run off in the forest going, Oh, look at us. Come get us. Aye, and run away. And that's when the little devil bears jump out and murder all the stormtroopers. Throwing big fucking boulders at them. Aye, uh, they've got fucking bows and arrows, and you can see folk getting like hit in the wee slits between their uniforms. <sighs> like the fucking the little gaps in their costumes are all getting hit with like wooden bows, and then their heads getting caved in with rocks. Part of me wants like a, a like a vicious serve like. George Lucas to go back and just add more violence, like some proper Rambo First Blood style violence Aye. for these, just seeing a, a fucking stormtrooper get his legs crushed and impaled like, that's what we're missing that's what we're missing, just some fucking violence. It's a fact that fucking like, Chewbacca just fits perfectly inside that wee hatch when he opens uh, the lid of the fucking ATST, yeah well, that's, I just imagine it as like some really tall cunt getting into like a mini and his knees are up by his ears as he's driving it. <laughs> but aye, it's clever how they trick. Like, obviously, they get locked out of the base, but they manage to kill off all the soldiers. And it's not until they trick the people on the inside. It almost looks like Harrison Ford wearing a helmet, just saying, eh, the bad guys are running away, we need help, come out and help us. And they run outside and then, of course, hands at the side and... The fucking layers at the other, and then all the, the fucking Ewoks are on the top of the hut, and they'll come out and they'll go, Aye, we're fucked, fucked right, okay, let's no bother. And it's the same when they tried to distract guards to begin with. Like, when it's like, right, we need the element of surprise, and then you see an Ewok fucking stealing one of their bikes, and it oh, fucks off, aye. and they all run off after it, and there's just one left. And is, is that the one that fucking catches, like, the guillotine? Ah, uh, like there is. Aye, because the I others jump on their bikes and follow it. Aye. I do love how they filmed the like. Aye, when they get on their fucking wee speed bikes and go off, I love how they filmed it. Like when it goes first person and it's just properly zoom, like zooming through the forest. The way they filmed it, it doesn't look dated, but it still looks like it still looks fucking fast. Aye, I think there was some <clears> sort of <throat> trivia that. It was a cameraman would walk through the forest holding a camera, filming it one frame per second. And then they played it back 24 frames per second. And that's why you get that sudden fucking zoom feel to it. Because instead of one frame a second, uh, now it fucking fast forward to 24 times faster. Can he help but fucking zoom? So it is quite impressive how they did that. But when they leave that one stormtrooper in front of the base... And fucking Han Solo just runs past and goes, Tig, like touches the shoulder and he looks the wrong way. Uh, Turns around, runs after him, and then there's like 12 guys with guns. And like, <gasps> I'm not even going to bother fighting you, boys. <laughs> it's cool. Here's the keys to the door. Let's and then all of a cuts to. Oh, it's the fucking chaos of the battle. Like, whilst all this is going on, of course, you've got the ATSDs fighting the Ewoks, Ewoks fighting the Stormtroopers, the Rebels fighting the Stormtroopers. But it's that fucking shot of there's an explosion and there's two Ewoks running and the explosion hits and it falls uh, and it's just that dead little teddy bear on the floor. <laughs> and yet the one of them One so gets up and it goes to shake him and says, come on, pal, let's go. Pal? <laughs> you're... you're I can, I can a tree, right? I want to eat a tree, aye. And he's like, you were going to retire next week. <laughs> but it was, it was just, like, the music was right and it just... 
I felt like I was it on the, the beach. Noise you make as well. Like, it's like a total sad like, noise. Eh? Yep, 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 <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> and he just fucking it's just like a scene of a predator just wiping blood on his face, cutting his chest, <laughs> going into the woods to go fucking take down the fucking ATSC that shot at them. It just humanised it. It was just too real for me. Just seeing that little dead bear on the floor. I was like, oh no. That was the saddest thing I've seen today. I I still understand though how fucking... How one survived. Aye. (laughs) The other boy fucking tinned the shot for him. So aye. Whilst... Because that's it. There's sort of like three key things going on in this last... Like this third act. You have Lando and the Rebels in space. You've got... Han Solo on Endor with the Rebels. Uh, and then you've got fucking Luke Skywalker surrendering himself to the Empire. Uh, goes, meets up with his dad, and they get introduced to the fucking Emperor Palpatine on the Death Star. Uh, and this is, this is like some heavy fucking drama that we get on here. Like, obviously they're thinking, right, we could see the dark side's brooding in you. You're wearing a black shirt today. You're ready to join the dark side. You're clearly, you've got evil in you. You've got it in your wardrobe. Right, come on, join the dark side. And he's like, nah, nah. And it's when they says, but we could sense that you've got a sister. Maybe she wants to join the dark side. And that's when, that's when he goes fucking Raj. Uh, he's like, nah. And they get the lightsabers out and it crosses in front of Palpatine and he's going, ha, 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 ha. I love shit stirring. <laughs> Yeah, that's all it is. He's just sitting there with a big imaginary pot, just winding his arm around, holding the lightsaber, just stirring the pot. He's like, I can this fucking, he's your dad and you're the disgruntled son. That's what makes you angry. And it's when you get, when they eventually have that lightsaber fight, even though it doesn't happen much in this, it's really it's reserved to the very end when you get this lightsaber stuff. Uh. And it is, it, it's fucking... I reckon watching it again tonight, it was, I reckon, other than just being properly fucking brilliantly staged, like, they have their fight, and he goes up on a, like, a walkway above Darvid, and then he just fucking wipes it out, falls down, starts battering him, and then... And then it kind of, like, this it kind of hides Vader a wee bit, and then he tries to, like, call him out, and then... He does. Hans Skywalker tries to then sneak up on him. Mm-hmm. I think he bothers. But, um, and the Emperor's there, still like stirring it in the background, talking about the dark side and we'll find your sister. And it's when they start fucking fighting on the bridge and it's back and forth clashing swords. And it's when fucking Skywalker is properly losing his shit and he's just battering down on Darth Vader and he realises he's not got the fucking strength to hold him back. Falls down on the bridge, chops his fucking hand off, cuts through the barrier on the bridge, and he's just lying on the ground, fucking dying. Palpatine's in the background, just like Mr. Burns going, excellent. <laughs> he's just so fucking happy. And yeah. he kind of he kind of teases him. He says, like, go finish him off and you can take his place. And is it that's it? He's just looking for some cunt to just join him on the dark side, be his fucking second in command. There's always one of those things you just forget that Darth Vader Wisney like top of the food chain. Uh, you forget that he had bosses above him. I could. I think Vader kind of shows a like a, a softer. Ah, he empathizes with him towards uh, the end because I think even it must come back to the fucking Empire Strikes Back where he does reveal that like Luke, I am your father. Like that's him fucking softening up right there. Uh, like if he was the stone cold killer that would never be brought up and say, like fucking I don't know you don't mix family with business or something but just the fact that he revealed that they're just this this small flame that wanted to be rekindled uh, like he was he was still Anakin Skywalker in there somewhere and it's no until fucking Palpatine like just decides okay we now have force lightning and just starts <laughs> fucking tasing him and uh, there's something about like 80s like electric sound of well not sound effects electric what would you cry it special effects uh, like just seeing all the like, actress the, the bolts 
circulate his body and he's fucking screaming and he's fucking uh, properly barbecuing this boy and that's when we get your I guess your 2007 no 2011 additional add-on the whole no no and Darth Vader fucking picks up Palpatine and just chucks him off the bridge uh, I love that if it, like that one shot where he picks him up and goes to throw him off, but as the electricity is like circulating ah, through his body, yes. you see, you see a fucking skull through Darth Vader's mask. Mm. It's almost like a ghost image of just like his skeleton underneath the mask. As it's like a shot of someone who's over the bridge looking up at Darth Vader as he picks him up over his head and chucks him, which is quite good since you've only got one hand at this point. Uh, <laughs> I, I'll, I'm just using my force throw. <laughs> I'm just overcompensating for this missing hand here. But it is it's such a fucking strong moment just where he fucking picks him up and throws him. But he is, he fucking more or less kills himself doing it. Yeah. Probably just electrocutes himself. I force quite a long height as well. Eh? Mm-hmm. I suppose it's pretty much throwing him in it fucking now, nah, eh? Ah, he just throws him in and then it just all this the winds of force comes <laughs> up back and then I guess that's all the fucking darkness being released and then you get the unmasking aye and it's like has he got has he got he's got like a it looks almost like a a harmonica aye. to the front of his mouth it's like here son let me sing you a song <laughs> a long time ago I was a small blonde child and I had a crush on Natalie Portman <laughs> Um. But I, it's just like seeing how fucking deformed he looks, because I know this like predates the cone heads by fucking decades. But he does kind of look like Dan Aykroyd for the cone heads. But somebody's fucking chapped the top off and they're ready to dunk <laughs> like a fucking bread soldier in him. Uh, but supposedly one of the digital effects that they used in this scene was something to do with his eyebrows. I don't know if they either, because I I didn't see eyebrows on him, so I'm not sure if maybe. Back in your 1983 original cut of the movie, he had eyebrows, mm. and that maybe bothered George Lucas. <laughs> nah, let's go fucking rub those out. <laughs> uh, and then, I guess, we're, we're more or less at the end of it now. Aye, because uh, Lando takes out the Death Star. Exactly, because the fucking Skywalker scoots off in one of the wee cargo ships with his dad. Aye. Just in time as like they more or less hit that main reactor again. Yeah. Oh, they get to it just in time. And then it is just like this mass celebration sequence, which I think is about five minutes longer than it needs to be because they kind of went back and edited it and uh, it, all the cities from the prequels. I think I'm positive when I was looking at alternative versions of this on IMDb, they had bullet points. And supposedly one of them must be like the home city of like Jar Jar Binks. And uh, there's supposedly you could hear somebody going, uh, Wes and no. Like uh, they've just dubbed in a little bit of like one of Jar Jar's people. Like, oh, for fuck's sake. like you're overcompensating. Like I know you're just probably just really want to strengthen the ties between these movies, but you're trying to make it look like more or less for like say like my son's generation, like yeah. to him, there's seven Star Wars movies, and as far as he knows, they start at one. Yeah. So it's like he's gonna see one, two, three, and and our generation will always say, "Well, it gets good when it gets to number four. But it's weird now that well, you what fucking we've got seven. We're expecting eight this Christmas. Aye. So. But it's just one of those things. Every decade, you get another fucking trilogy of Star Wars films for it's. So it seems. So ah, uh, you get celebrations. Um, burial. Ah, uh, the the cremation of Darth uh, Vader. I and, I like um, I like the musical score they put in at that point. Ah, uh, it it's just. Like, uh, it's a bit where you see him walking with a torch. Mm-hmm. And I quite like the musical score on that, but I'm trying to think where kind of got like a. I was going to say like more like. Pan. Sort of ah, it does feel like I was going to say like a Hawaiian themed it, but no, it's sort of like a maybe. Am I, am I trying to look for the word tropical? 
I don't know, but it is. It's sort of like it's a celebratory Aye. thing. It's a relaxed theme. And this is when he circles the fire and he sees his three pals, three oh. ghostly spirits. Let's see, who do we have? Everyone what? was fine up until that point. And then you have, you have to go and fuck with it. We Yoda. Yeah, Yoda, you Obi-Wan. Then you got Obi-Wan. And then you had fucking Hayden Christensen. Yes. Like, that. that is possible. Other than your weird music sequence at the start, this is maybe the biggest slap in the face to the film. Uh, I can see why he did it, but it's just a shame that Nibdu really liked Hayden Christensen's work. I, I've never really heard him being praised in the prequels. No, nah, just the fact like that like, I, I quite liked the third and I thought I thought the Revenge of the Sith was quite good Aye. because obviously you got to you finally got fucking like Vader at the end mm-hmm. and that was fine but I feel somewhere they could have just fucking leave it Aye. well I think in effect that it's just made worse that they, they kind of erased the original dude that was there Aye. and replaced them I think the fact that they replaced somebody made it worse Aye. Because, because it was it said it sorry was it Sebastian Stan as uh, Anakin Skywalker no Sebastian Shaw <clears throat> as Anakin Skywalker so just the fact to have him erased yeah. and replaced with Hayden Christensen does seem like quite a big like oh, a bit much. Uh, so apart from that and the fucking Boba Fett hand was my only criticism. And the biggest gripes were. Uh, mm-hmm. I can see that um, aye, and then it just ends aye, it's clutching you just get the fucking they pretty much just turn and like smile at each other and then aye, it's it. over wrap a bow on it suppose it he's no went all fucking like Peter Jackson and created like a fucking 30 minute sub ending at the end ah he didn't he need to get anything drawn out on that Overly carried away with it. No. Let's see. Let's go to the facts and figures for this one. This had a budget of $32.5 million. I reckon it probably made about, about 100 Between 18 and 100 Well, I think there could be an IMDb trivia note saying it was the highest grossing film of 1983. So, domestically, it pulled in $309 million. Alright. <laughs> Foreign market, 165. So, I think roughly $475 million. But that has increased, obviously, due to the, the re releases across. Yeah. I think maybe domestically it might have had an extra $100 million added on to it for your re release in 97, your re release in 2011, and then they were doing. 3D re-releases, but I think they only made it to the first two, didn't they? I remember oh, Phantom Menace coming back out in cinemas in 3D. I can't see much for And then Clone Wars, and then they just stopped. I think, I reckon if this was maybe when they done the sale to Disney, uh, and all that shit just got fucking stomped, and there's a right, no, we're making more. Just forget about fucking 3D Hayden Christensen. Mm-hmm. Fucking 3D Jar Jar 3D pod racing. Uh, aye, so I, I got, didn't mind the pod racing of the prequels. I thought they were alright. I but never... I've only ever just seen bits of it. I, I think I maybe saw the ending fight on like ITV on like a Saturday afternoon. Oh, with fucking... When you had Darth Maul and... Darth Maul, there was Obi-Wan and there was... What was Liam Neeson's character called? Anyway. Oh, I could just hear Star Wars fans just screaming the answer. So like something Jen. Amazon one star reviews. There was legitimate one star reviews mm. or product placement one star. There reviews. is. I mean, you've got your people complaining about what cut of the film they're being given. So we've got a couple of your standard ones. So for proper beef against the film, we've had to go to a two star review. But right. these are the two standout. Uh, one star reviews let's see we'll go for the simple one first one star by Cedric T not the theatrical cut if you want my money Disney you know what you have to do <laughs> okay <laughs> let's uh leave that open 
to some interpretation on what he'll do for uh, the original theatrical cut. I, now, this is a, a three-paragraph rant. Beware Amazon.co.uk gift cards bought for cash in high street shops by Marvel fan. I have a gift card given to me over a year ago, which I was waiting to use on something special. But as the card could only be used up to 10 years after purchase, no problem I thought that something special came up recently. That I can return to the Jedi. So I went to my account to load the gift card. Major problem. The code wouldn't work. So I contacted customer service team only to discover that they take no responsibility for Amazon gift cards which do not activate purchase directly from them. As a customer of 17 years, I was not happy to be told this. Even after I spoke to a supervisor who reiterated the same message, so clearly worrying to hear that Amazon UK don't honour gift cards, you have been warned, don't buy them from the high street. Wait a minute, he's been an Amazon customer for 17 years. Mm -hmm. Amazon been going for that long? I think so. Like, Has it? Back to when it was just books. I do remember buying fucking Resident Evil novels from there in like <laughs> 1998, maybe. And just trying to plead to my parents, like, I swear, Amazon's a legitimate website. They're no con yet. I just want to read the novel of Resident Evil 2. I just remember when fucking eBay was a big thing. I used to scare the shit out of my parents. I just want to buy a corn t-shirt. Give me your bank card detail. No. Who are you giving them to? The boy that owns this shirt, he's going to sell it to me for seven quids. <laughs> I still remember I bought a football top for my, my money that I got for my birthday. And they it came all the way from China. Mm-hmm. Brand new. Mm-hmm. But it was a child size sent me instead of an adult's one. Oh, Fucking devastated I was. <laughs> Uh, what's next for films and swearing? Our 80s season continues with 1984's Romance in the Stone from director Robert Zemeckis starring Michael Douglas, Kathleen Turner and Danny DeVito. Aye. Should be an interesting watch. Uh, for our website, codefilmsandswearing.com that gives you links to our Facebook page, Instagram, Amazon, Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at FAS podcast. We will be publishing uh, our next poll for 1985 soon. Uh, that consists of Breakfast Club, Clue, Fright Night, and The Reanimator. Aye. That should be an interesting poll. Aye. And of course, remember if you want to enter our aftermath competition, you just need to tell us what Arnie movie has Mike watched recently. Send that on Twitter or Facebook to us directly. To be in with a chance of winning Aftermath. Sully on steroids on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. So, you've got up until the 16th of June to do that one. Patron, patreon.com forward slash FAS podcast. Pay 93 pence a month and get fucking hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of podcasts. And like just read text messages for me. Just saying, hiya, thanks for your money. Cheers. <laughs> I bought, I bought a sausage roll out the day. Thanks. Speaking of This keeps roll, me going. Speaking of Greg's, apparently there's been a, a Greg's drive-thru. A drive-thru, I just... That's... I, I guess this is where humanity is going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just drive, get to the drive-thru, is it? Alright, hen, uh, latte, fucking omelette and bacon roll, and have a dozen yum-yums. <laughs> Just because uh, uh, for me it would have been like steak bake. <laughs> I have a dozen steak bakes in. What do you mean I've got to eat this food cold? Ah, uh, because that's endless times with fucking the food's cold as shit when you go in there. Eh? Aye, like, what's hot head? <laughs> Aye, I'll, I'll have your weird pizza slice. It's like when you go in, it's like see with the bit where you get your like your coffee, like your like sugar and that. Aye, there should be a microwave there. <laughs> just, so just a wee eerie aye. aye well that's it I've never dared attempt their, their steak and cheese sausage rolls like 
Why you got that? I reckon that was like a crude website back in the 90s, but... <laughs> oh Aye. God, man. I reckon why you had to turn that into a sausage roll, though. I remember that website. Hey, you want to see dead people? Here's a like sausage roll. It was like filled with like fake photos. It like, had like Britney Spears nude photos, but it was just her like... Copy and head pasted head. cropped that. Like, photoshopped onto fucking bodies of people. I was always kind of decapitated fucking trains and suicides. Oh, and there was a note with another way. It was at like E-Bombs World. It was a big one as well. Aye. And years later, somebody thought, aye, that would make a good sausage roll. Ah. <laughs> Can't let your fucking steak and cheese sub it. So shout out to Andros for our theme music, who's playing a little bit too loud for my liking at the moment. Uh, thanks out to Stu and our listeners for tuning in and letting us fill our lugs each week. But it's now that time of the night for us to pull out. And if we've learned one thing from today, Mike, it would be... Hating Christensen sucks. Fuck off and tune in next week. <laughs>